AFIO Now is presented by Northwest Financial Advisors, where our world revolves around you. This is Jim Hughes with AFIO Now. We are a program of recorded interviews with former U.S. intelligence officers and those who write about them. Today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Alana Berry. She is a former CIA operations officer and a first-time author. She studied at the London School of Economics, studied and traveled and worked extensively in Europe, applied to the CIA, and while she was waiting for a response, got her law degree from the University of Virginia, served for six years as a CIA case officer, including a combat tour in Iraq, working against the uh, Zarqawi network. And now she has a brand new book out called The Peacock and the Sparrow. And we're going to talk about that today. Ilana, welcome to AFIO Now. Thank you so much for having me. So let's share with the audience just a little bit about what the book's about. So it's about an aging American spy who gets caught in the crosswinds of the Arab Spring in uh, Bahrain, which is a small island off the coast of Saudi Arabia. And he gets ensnared in murder and consuming love and an unpredictable revolution. And he's forced to make some difficult decisions and step off the sidelines, choose a side in the Arab Spring that uh, forever alters the course of the world. In your book, you have very vivid descriptions. You really have an eye for detail. Thank Is that you. something that you come by naturally, or did being a case officer help with that? I think it's, that's a good question, because I think it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? I think um, being a case officer attracts people who are naturally curious um, about the world around them and naturally observant. Um, but I think being a case officer makes you a better observer. Um, I remember, you know, training at the farm, learning to read people, um, both both superficially, like their facial expressions, but also more fundamentally in terms of their vulnerabilities and, you know, learning how to gauge everything from what kind of snacks or food they liked um, to really what made them tick. So I think that it, um, I think it's both. Did the time that you spent uh, in Bahrain during the uh, Arab Spring influence your uh, choice of topic and venue? 100%. So we were actually there for my husband's job. Um, he worked uh, for Department of Defense. We were He was stationed on the naval base where the Fifth Fleet is based. So we were there during the Arab Spring um, where the Shiite majority is revolting against the Sunni minority, the monarchy. Um, and the, Saudi Arabia backs the monarchy. And um, it's pretty well established in open sources that Iran is is funding, um, is supporting to some degree the um, the the revolutionaries. So um, to me, it was such an interesting conflict. It was so murky and there were no clear right sides. It's almost like a new cold proxy war. Um, and it was so multifaceted and multidimensional. I think the Arab Spring is something that not a lot of Westerners or Americans know a lot about. Um, and to me, the fact that it was so murky and um, not clear cut was kind of the perfect prism for a spy tale, because I think so much of espionage is um, is is in this fog of in, in a fog, a fog of murk, you know, where you're trying to decide 
who's telling the truth, what's right, what's right and wrong, um, and what decisions to make. So to me, like the Arab Spring was sort of that perfect uh, lens. Um, you've chosen some very interesting personalities as some of your main characters. What led you to those choices? So it was really important to me to have realistic, gritty, not always likable characters. Um, I think, you know, the world has plenty of slick James Bond characters, and that's great. You know, <laughs> drinking martinis, wearing tuxedos, scaling roofs. Um, but as you and I know, that's not necessarily the reality. Um, and I think what the genre lacks is more of that, that gritty sort of realistic um, character. So that's really what I set out to do. I, and um, I wanted characters like Shane Collins, the protagonist, has he's a little battered. He's had trauma in his life. And um, Almaisa, his uh, love interest, is half Iraqi, half British. So it was sort of sh showing the conflict between the two worlds. You've done a very nice job of describing the plight of the Shia majority living in a uh, Sunni-dominated country. Did you have much contact with Shia when you were living there? I had a fair amount. I think, um, you know, the, the Shia are, they're either the majority or the plurality. I want to say, I mean, they're called the majority, but I think they're actually the plurality. And I think the majority is actually um, foreigners, like right. countries like India, Nepal, um, Sri Lanka, Philippines, and they form the workers, a lot of the workers, the laborers in, in Bahrain. So I really, so in addition to sort of giving voice to the, the plight of the, of the Shia, I also wanted to give voice to the plight of the worker, the foreign workers, who I think are unfortunately really pretty exploited in the Gulf, not just in Bahrain, in Saudi Arabia, in Qatar, um, UAE, and so I feel like a lot of my book is is about both the the kind of the repression of the Shia, but also the exploitation of these of these foreigners that comprise either the plurality or the or the majority of the population. And I did I did have a lot of contact with them. I mean, as you you, you have to because they just they really run everything in Bahrain. Um, you know, they're the laborers. They're the they carry the loads of the Gulf. So yeah. A number of your principal American characters aren't very laudable. No. What is that? <laughs> well, I mean, okay, first of all, uh, that was unfortunately a little bit my experience. Um, I mean, I've lived abroad in several countries. I know, I know you have too. Um, I, I find in a lot of cases that Americans tend to be a little bit insular, like they form their own sort of privileged elite bubble. Um, and I think you, it's a phenomenon that we've seen throughout history at um, the Elephant Stone Club in India, the Majestic in Vietnam. But I tried to make my character, Shane Collins, someone who wanted to break through that, who wanted to really immerse himself in the country and get to know it. And I think that to me, that spoke to the larger sort of mission that we have as case officers, which is to really understand a country and to kind of get beneath its surface. You know, this was a guy, my protagonist, who'd spent decades sort of as a middling officer um, who hadn't really had any huge accomplishments. And this was sort of his last gasp where he's stationed on this island and he really tries to make a dent in the world and get involved. 
And uh, to me, it, it had, I, I guess I was inspired largely by The Quiet American by Graham Greene and Thomas Fowler, who was sort of an apathetic journalist, you know, stationed in Vietnam, who is is getting up in years and in the end gets involved, feels like he can't just stay on the sidelines anymore. And that was kind of the inspiration for me. Um, with Shane Collins. Oh, and that reminds me when you asked about the characters. So Thomas Fowler, the main, the journalist in The Quiet American was an inspiration for Shane Collins. And also Alden Pyle, the young station chief, one of the characters was sort of the inspiration for Whitney Alden Mitchell, the young station chief in my book as well. He's sort of the, in both The Quiet American and my book, uh, in my book, Whitney Alden Mitchell, sort of the face of American kind of optimism and sometimes naivete. And his name, middle name Alden is taken from the Alden in The Quiet American. Yeah, it also brought to mind another book of a much earlier generation, The Ugly American. Yes, I've read it. Funny enough, I read that when I was in Bahrain. <laughs> so, maybe, so maybe that subconsciously came out in my, in my writing. But yes, I have read it. Uh, Ilana, as I mentioned to you off camera, we also have um, quite a number uh, of young Americans who are a part of our audience. Uh, what advice, if any, do you have for young Americans, particularly uh, young women, who are thinking about a career in intelligence? I would say a couple things. I would say, first and foremost, take an interest in the world around you. Travel, get to know other cultures. I think that's that's so vital to being a case officer. And I think as well learn to think critically and independently. I think the job of a, of a case officer, you're operating in sort of a, a no man's land, which is kind of, kind of another theme of my book, where you have to navigate the truth and what's, what's a lie and what's the truth and what's right and wrong. And I think you really have to have great independence of thought and um, a, a strong moral compass. So I think that's important for women in particular. My advice is support other women. <laughs> that's that's my that's my best advice. And I think I think that's the best thing you can do. I mean, look for female mentors and be a mentor to other women. Well, the name of the book is The Peacock and the Sparrow by Ilana Berry. It is an action-packed espionage thriller with a real twist at the end. Uh, I read it a couple of weekends ago. It saved me a little bit from some of the tyranny of uh, American airports, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I want to thank Ilana for a very interesting interview. Thank you so much. AFIO is a small, nonprofit, apolitical, educational organization whose main mission is to help prepare the next generation of intelligence officers to confront the challenges our nation faces in the years ahead. To learn more or support our outreach programs, visit www.afio.com.